coming home. We can go back and forth as to whether or not he ever really left, but he's definitely coming home. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Troy and the remaining handful of Steelers who will be formally inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this summer will have that ceremony take place in Canton, Ohio on August 8th. A little less than a month out from that, yesterday, Troy met with us reporter types via Zoom call and had a lot of interesting things to say because he's Troy. He's always interesting because he's so unflinchingly and unapologetically honest, even while being classy. That is not an easy line to walk in life. It takes some serious managing of the internal filter. And he pulls it off. So when he talked about the state of young players coming in the NFL, he spoke openly about how different it is, how difficult a time he had later in his career relating to some of those changes that he'd seen. He's good for that. He's always been good for that. When you ask him a question, he's going to make an actual effort, like a thoughtful effort, even if it takes him a long pause to give you the answer that he feels is the best to your given question, presuming, you know, it's not a really, really stupid question. One of the things that came up in this session was whether or not Troy's somewhat difficult split with the Steelers at his retirement could be mended in any form, or whether or not he still had any issues over retiring when, at the time, he made it clear that he didn't really feel he was retiring on his own terms. It's a good answer. It's about a minute and a half. I'm going to play the whole thing for you, and I I can't recommend strongly enough paying close attention. Um, So, in in particular, in regards to how how my career ended. It ended at the most perfect time. I'm so grateful that I'm here today um, with the faculties that I have, with the health that I have, with my family and being able to experience the memories that I've had, had I not continued to play. Um, so I'm definitely grateful for, for, the, for the time that my career ended. Um, in terms of the relationship uh, since, um, I've had a great relationship. Um, to be honest, I went out dinner several times with Mr. Rooney uh, whenever they come out to LA and 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 Mrs. Rooney. So um, I'm still close with the family and many of the owners. Uh, I don't make it out to Pittsburgh much because my kids are are, are deeply involved in sports. And um, but um, so my relationship with 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 the organization has been great in terms of how much I follow the organization. Um, that I haven't done a very good job of. And that's where I actually rely heavily upon, you know, teammates like Ike and Ryan 
who are still really, you know, tied to the game and say, hey, is this guy as good as they say he is? It's like, oh yeah, he's legit. Um, so I, I stay uh, pretty um, uh, loosely tied like that. And our group chats are pretty, uh, are pretty interesting as well. So um, um, that's, that's kind of been uh, my, I guess, uh, to summarize uh, the relationship of my career with football um, since retirement, a life with football since retirement. We have a thing in Pittsburgh when it comes to estranged Steelers and bringing Steelers home. And you older fans know what I'm talking about because there was that issue with Terry Bradshaw uh, in particular because of his quirky personality and how he was oil and water with Chuck Knoll and they would go back and forth and is Terry in or is Terry out? And you would count the heads at these ceremonies when they'd be back. The next guy on that list is probably going to be James Harrison at some point because of the way he left and went to New England and, and everything else here. But Troy, Troy has a special place in this franchise's history. He's not the greatest player. He's not the greatest defensive player. Both of those titles belong to me and Joe Green in my eyes. And maybe always will. But he's a different personality. He's a different character. Our city gravitated toward his electricity on the field, his dynamism, his unpredictability out there. You couldn't take your eyes off 43 when the Steelers' defense set up, no matter who else was out there with him, and he played as part of some pretty good groups. Our city loved him. Our city was not about to let go of him. And I don't believe that it'll have to. More on that right after this brief message from our title sponsor. At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. If you're a conspiracy theorist or you just look for the negative in things and you listened to Troy's words as carefully as I'd advised, you've noticed, no doubt, that he didn't mention Mike Tomlin when he talked about who was visiting him out in California, who he was having dinner with. It was Art Rooney. When you heard him say that he felt like it was the perfect time for him to retire. That's a retroactive viewpoint, as he made clear, very smartly, I might add, by pointing to his current state of health. He doesn't experience, according to what he said, headaches, CTE, any other kind of lingering pain. And as a result, he feels like he can be a better and healthier dad to his kids. But really, I was also there when this ended, meaning his playing career. And 
I'm not guessing when I tell you that he was disappointed, deeply disappointed, and I'm probably softening the language there, with Tomlin. Troy did feel he'd earned the right to go out his own way. And he did feel he was pushed out. He actually was pushed out. So that's a difficult thing for any athlete to accept, never mind one who ascended to the legit level of greatness that Troy did. And when you see Troy come back, which you also heard him say in that answer that he will, maybe for a couple of games, uh, for the Hall of Honor induction, that's not the kind of thing that someone like Troy Polamalu misses. Um, He's going to be out there with other inductees, whoever those might be, once that class is announced. That's, that's Troy. That's Troy. Uh, But there's still something there. Meaning, there's still a bridge, it feels like, to be repaired. And I'm not going to feel all that comfortable about Troy and the Steelers being all the way back until I see some significant personal interaction between Troy and Tomlin. Not that Tomlin is the Steelers, but to bring back the parallel of Bradshaw and Knoll, that divide wasn't between a quarterback and a team. It was between a quarterback and a head coach. And we were still talking about it well after Mr. Knoll had given way to Bill Cowher. You want the Steelers to remain a family, but you really, really, really want it with someone like Troy. Here's hoping it happens. Here's hoping it happens this summer, maybe even at this induction ceremony when there are going to be so many Steelers there uh, and Steelers fans And all eyes are going to be on him in a way that might not be matched at any point in his life down the road. Let's see it take place right there. When we come back, just one question. who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers for over 15 years. That's reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in our Commonwealth. Learn more about them at LGKG.com. Today's question comes from Matthew Rice Baldwin, who asks, oh, this is a good one. Who on the current coaching staff do you feel has the best chance of taking over for Mike Tomlin one day? 
it's not that often that I get a question with this where I have to go, okay, hang on a second. Let's go through these and see who's there. Because normally all you do is you check off your coordinators and you're done with the discussion. Uh, we have seen positional coaches get bumped all the way up to head coach. It's rare, but it happens. So I would look, for example, just to throw one out there, at, at, at Terrell Austin, the the DB's coach, who's seen by a lot of people as being on a trajectory to someday become a head coaching job. I know he's got that aspiration. But I don't see that in Keith Butler. I, I, there's nothing about him that says head coach. I'm trying to find a nice way to say that. The whole, I don't know if it's the whole dad gum thing or whatever. He's just so, so, so raw. And I have a hard time picturing him even interviewing well for the position. I'm trying to be nice about this. The guy that probably stands out is Matt Canada. And that's not to put forth here that this would be imminent. But when you look around the National Football League, who are the star candidates every offseason whenever head coaching jobs become available? Who are the ones that everybody's going, whoa, if only we could get her? It's always the OC. Always the OC. And there's a reason for that. It's become an offense-first league. And if you get yourself someone who has elite offensive pedigree, you fortify yourself in the most important facet of the game. If you get yourself an Andy Reid and he's that offensive guy, you know, you can still have a really good coordinator. You can be like Bruce Arians is obviously another one to you know, hit an example that's a lot closer to home since he came from Pittsburgh. Bruce is down there. He's got Byron left, which is his OC, and a lot of people give Byron a lot of credit. But look, you, you know, you're watching the games. You see that Andy Reid's got, you know, the piece of paper over his mouth. He he's if he's not calling the plays, then he's extremely influential in what the Chiefs do on offense. So I, I think that Canada who obviously does not have a whole lot of head coaching experience, even at the college level, would have to show other traits. Whether people like it or not, head coaches also need to be uh, motivators, people who inspire, people who know how to handle injury issues, discipline issues. Um, those can be one and the same, by the way, when somebody's milking an injury. Uh, culture issues. Say what you want about Mike Tomlin and the Steelers on social media or whatever, but you don't have all this regular season success without there being some sort of systemic culture in place. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody has that. I was about to say gravita, and I just don't feel like you should use the word gravita on a football podcast, so I take it back. In fact, we should just end the show right here. That's my answer, Matthew. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody 
listening to Daily Gravita of Steelers, and we will do it again tomorrow. Thank you.